Well, Terry and Pat and April and Slugger John have been rescued from the waters of the bay along the China coast. This rescue was largely due to the persistence of Connie, a word-twisting Chinese boy. He and his giant pal, Big Stoop, were on their way to Yankuk, where they expected to meet Terry and the others. When Connie saw the fire sweeping Sonjak's island, he figured his friends might be in trouble. And so they were. And so it happened that they were picked up more dead than alive from the water. Well, in today's transcribed Terry tale, we'll find out some new things. Terry and the Pirates is brought to you by the makers of Libby's 100 Famous Foods. These days, everybody's asking himself, what can I do to help win the war? Well, there are at least two very important things that every one of us can do. One is to buy United States defense bonds and stamps. You know, you can get a defense stamp for only 10 cents. And every stamp you buy is a step toward victory. The other thing that every one of us should do is try to keep well and strong. That means, among other things, that you should eat correctly. You should get plenty of protective foods. Foods like Libby's tomato juice. Libby's tomato juice is grand because it's such a wonderful source of vitamins. And it's grand for flavor, too. It's gloriously refreshing with the rich goodness of sun-ripe tomatoes. Yes, you can taste all that, but you can't taste the vitamins. They're there just the same, though, lots of them. Libby's tomato juice is an excellent source of vitamin C and of vitamin A. And it also contains vitamin B1 and vitamin G. And Libby packs many other delicious foods that have a whole lot to contribute. Food authorities say we should eat fruits daily. Libby brings you peaches, pears, fruit cocktail, plums, lots of marvelous tasting fruits. And meats, too, and vegetables. Your mother can be sure of getting extra good things to eat whenever she buys a food that's labeled Libby's. And now, Terry and the Pirates. Terry, Slugger Dunn, and April Kane have recovered enough to sit out on the deck of the ship and enjoy the sunshine. And there they are now. One, two, three... Terry, Slugger, April, each covered with a heavy blanket, watching the ship nose its way into the port of Yankov. What's the news about Pat? The last time the doctor talked to me, he said Mr. Ryan would be all right, except for where he was shot. Well, I don't know whether that's good news or not. I wish he'd come out here on deck and join us. Well, we'll be ready to dock pretty soon, then he'll have to come out. How do you feel, Slugger? Well, Terry, I don't feel any too easy. Sitting here between you two people. I... I feel kind of like I don't belong. Oh, don't be that way, Slugger. Oh, I don't. Of course, it's good to be alive, but... Just the same, I'm still a mug. Well, I don't think so. I think you're cute. What do you mean, cute? Well, I do. I think you're cute. What April's trying to say, Slugger, is, is that she thinks that you're... Yeah, I know. Cute. No, look. Maybe you've done some bad things in your time, Slugger, but you showed that you were the right kind of a fellow after all. Oh, I'm a no-good guy. You don't have to tell me. Well, I can't forget you wouldn't leave that awful island because of me. I can't forget that. Oh, shucks, that ain't nothing. Did you think I was going to shove off from the island with the Baron and, and leave you back there in that house when it was burning down? Well, what do you think I am, Mr. Monster or something? Well, you think you're all right. We hope you'll stick with us and not get tangled up with Baron to plexus anymore. 
Say, I wonder what happened to the barrel. <laughs> he certainly didn't have anything to say after that motorboat started to sink. Maybe he was afraid if he opened his mouth, he'd get water in it. Oh, my fish. Well, one answer's as good as another. The point is, what's happened to him? Maybe he's sunk. I don't think his conscience was that heavy. Slugger. Huh? Are you sure you didn't tap him over the head when he was out in the water just for good luck? Yo, help me, Terry. I never laid a hand on him. Well, I wouldn't hit a guy when he was in the water. There's no sense in socking a fella. Of course, I might have kicked him a couple of times. Oh, Slugger. Well, anyway, he isn't with us now. And somehow... Well, I don't think that he's in Davy Jones's locker. No, he wouldn't go down there unless there was gold in it. So how does it happen that all of a sudden you don't like the Baron? Well, it didn't happen all of a sudden. It grew on me slowly, like a wart. A wart don't grow on people slowly. They're either bad or they're not. Well, you get the idea, Miss April. As soon as I find out this here, the plexus is what you call a, an international crook, well, I just couldn't go for him, see? Well, say, I used to know lads back in the States who could run rings around him. A funny accent and a few whiskers don't fool me. But then why should I be bragging? Honestly, truly, Slugger, you look awful cute in that sailor suit. Yeah, it took me too soon. I'm glad I'm sitting down. You know, this outfit I'm wearing is large enough for big stew. But I guess we're lucky to be here wearing anything. Honest, Miss April. You really think I look cute in this here suit? Like a regular sailor, and almost like an admiral. Speaking of admirals, here comes the captain. Maybe we'll find out more about Pat. Hello, Captain. Well, well, how are the refugees? Oh, have we got some refugees aboard? The captain means us, April. Uh, we're feeling a lot better, sir. But I don't see why we're refugees. <laughs> well, perhaps you're not, Miss Kane. But you could hardly be called paying passengers. Well, have you got any good news for us, sir? Well, you know, of course, about the wireless message we had from Mr. Smythe Heatherstone. He's assuming all expenses. Oh, yeah, now I remember. It was Carney who asked you to wire Mr. Heatherstone about it. That's right. Mr. Heatherstone happens to own this ship, too. And he asked you and Miss Kane and Mr. Ryan, Connie and Big Stoop to be his guests aboard this ship. And uh, he'll be waiting for you, too, when we arrive at the anchor. Well, that's awful sweet of Mr. Uh, What's-his-name. But what about Mr. John? We can't throw him back in the water. No, hardly. Uh, Mr. John, I, I should like to ask you a question. I uh, was just wondering if uh, if you were from San Francisco. <clears throat> well, uh, now, uh, well, why do you ask, Captain? Simply because I have to make a full report of this rescue, and of course I must have certain information. Oh, oh dear, no. <laughs> just imagine anybody thinking Mr. Dunn was from San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, just imagine. Why, Mr. Dunn is a very good friend of mine uh, from back home. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes, and uh, where is your home, Miss King? Well, I'm from Virginia, more oh. or less. Mr. Dunn, you don't talk like a southerner. Uh, well, uh, you see, that's because at an early age, I was under, under other influences. I, uh, I moved around a lot. Yes, that's right. We moved around a lot. I see. Well, thank you. I'm sorry we haven't any papers or passports to identify us, Captain, but, well, I guess they were all lost in the water. Yes, isn't that too bad? Especially for Mr. Dunn. Well, we'll take your word for it. We'll have to. As long as Mr. Smythe has a stone vouchers for you, I think there'll be no trouble. Well, I'll see you again before you go ashore. Good day. Good day. Boy, when he mentioned Frisco, I thought I was a goner. 
You saved my bacon that time, Miss Staple. You must have figured I pulled some kind of a wrong job back in that town. Well, I wasn't going to let you get in any trouble after what you did for me. But you almost did. <laughs> I'd like to know what part of Virginia Mr. Slugger Dunn came from. <laughs> <laughs> well, Terry, you say yourself, any part in the song. I give up. And look, Miss Staple, I, I ain't so good at, at making speeches, see, but... Well, I know a lot better than you. Just how you saved my hide. Oh, it doesn't mean a thing, really. Well, my hide means everything to me. And I'm glad I got it. Now that I'm sticking with you folks from here on in, and I'll massacre any guy that tries to bother you, see? Well, that's mighty nice of you to say that, Slugger. We'll get together with Pat and talk this whole thing out. Say, I wonder how far we are from the end cut. No, there's the gangplank, and this is Yang Cuck. Oh, that man down there with a pipe in his mouth, that's Mr. Smyrna Heatherstone. Oh, for goodness sake, Claire, I'm dying to meet him. Harry, we're talking to the captain. Now he's coming up the gangplank, he's coming aboard. Come on, let's go down the lower deck and reach. Oh, well, Mr. Heatherstone. Oh, it's mighty nice of you to see that we were well taken well, care of, sir. Well, Jerry Lee, my boy. Well, and you're able to walk, I say, you know. I was indeed along for your safety and the safety of Mr. Ryan. I want to congratulate you gentlemen on what you've done, you know. Well, I'm afraid it wasn't very much, sir. Of course, we did find Dylan Kane back there in Indochina. Oh, yes, yes, of course you did. I've been in touch with Mr. Kane, and he expects to be back at his post at my plantation very soon. Uh, this is April Kane, sir. Uh, this is Dylan's sister. Oh, well, how do you do, young lady? Most charming. I'm, I'm hoping that you and Terry will honor me by being my guest for a while. Well, I'd be mighty pleased, Mr. Smythe Heatherstone. Oh, well, then it's all settled, yes, indeed. Now, now, if there's anything you want at all, don't hesitate to ask me. Terry, you and Mr. Ryan uh, have done exceptional work in Indochina, and I'm most grateful, really. I uh, what are we going to do about Pat Ryan, sir? Well, I've arranged with the captain to have him taken to the hotel in Yanka, and in that way, he will have plenty of attention and rest, you see. And I've also engaged additional rooms, and I, I'm sure you'll all be quite comfortable. Well, we've got quite a crowd, sir. Yes, quite a crowd, including Mr. Dunn. Yeah, we've got Connie and Big Stoop to look after, too, you know. Well, I'm, I'm sure that there'll be accommodations for everyone, you see. Well, it's a bit embarrassing, but I own the hotel, and, and I had no trouble at all making arrangements. Dear me, it seems that you own almost everything around here, Mr. Smythe has a stone. <laughs> well, I, I'd hardly say that, young lady. Aside from a few plantations in into China and a few ships and a couple of hotels. Well, well, rarely I haven't very much. To well, so here you are. I almost thought you'd give me the slip. Who is this guy? He's bothering your look. Oh, but I'm going well, to... Mr. Dunn. This is Mr. Smythe Heatherstone. Well, how do you do that? Oh, well, that's different. How are you, Mr. Uh... Well, what's on the program? I'm itching to get my feet on terra firma. We're all going to the hotel, Mr. Dunn. Yes, yes, everything has been arranged, you see. So, uh, uh, why don't you three just go ahead and I'll join the captain and we'll look after Mr. Ryan, huh? All right, we'll run along. But be sure you bring Connie and Big Soup with you, too. Of course. They're probably out in the cabin with Mr. Ryan right now. Look, Terry... I can't go wandering around in this sailor outfit. I don't feel right. Well, for that matter, I don't think any of us do. Yep. i got to get my hands on some dough and have a local tailor take me for a flashy frock. Well, uh, Mr. Smythe has fixed everything so far. 
maybe even wrangle some decent beds for us. So, um, after we get settled at the hotel, we're... That car going by. What about it? That woman in the back seat. Well, didn't you see her? She's gone now. Say, I better tell Pat about this. I hope we're not wanting the more trouble. Well, for goodness sake, why should the sight of a woman make you think of trouble? Because I'm not sure, but... I bet that woman was a dragon lady. Well, Terry Lee was not sure, but I can tell you positively that was the dragon lady. Not only that... But our friends are going to stumble into one of the most amazing adventures they've ever had. And it starts tomorrow. I'll explain more about it in just a moment. When you ask your mother to get Libby's tomato juice, why don't you make this suggestion? Why don't you ask her to keep a can or two in the refrigerator all the time? Then you can just dip in whenever you feel like it. And you'll feel like it plenty often. It's so marvelously good. Libby's tomato juice is a wonderful between-meal drink because it doesn't take away your appetite for regular meals. You'll like Libby's tomato juice. You'll like all of Libby's food. Well, Terry, Pat, April, Connie, Big Stoop, and Slugger Dunn will be installed in their rooms in the Yankuk Hotel by this time tomorrow. Yes, and by this time and tomorrow's transcribed adventures, Terry is going to encounter the dragon lady under circumstances packed with surprise. So get in on the start of this new adventure tomorrow, sure.